Isn't it funny that whenever we take a look at politics, we have an absolute model of what ineffective leadership looks like? We're seeing the outfall of ineffective leadership right now. We saw it with the advent of COVID-19. We've seen it in the States. We're now seeing it in Canada. We're seeing the challenges during as we're coming into an election time of all the backstabbing and all the demands for transparency and so on. The backpedaling justifications and the necessity to make excuses to cover up one's bum is a clear sign that leadership is failing. Add to that the need to cover up, manipulate, and find ways to save face does nothing but prove the level of dishonesty when really what people are looking for is transparency and truth. But how in the middle of crisis can leaders deal with that expected transparency of truth? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business. So you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome back to Experience Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert, and master of experiences, Mark Hain. And today, we're talking about effective leadership, talking about how to overcome, especially in crisis, the very best that leadership is supposed to be reflecting. We will get to this in just a minute, but in the meantime, I hope that you have subscribed to this podcast. If you haven't, please go ahead and do that. And also, I'd like you to be part of the conversation. Why don't you go ahead and share this episode on social media, link to it, with the hashtag experience leadership and put your own comments down. I'd love to, for you to be part of the conversation. I'd love to see what your inclination and what your experiences are. I recently spoke to an employee of a well-known casino brand here in Canada. She and her co-workers are so demoralized and so tainted with the company's response to COVID-19. Last year was about closures and reopenings and then reclosures again. And as things are happening there, they're not getting the kind of communication that they need. And so that lack of communication, planning, and fortitude to get their staff back and earning a wage has really tainted the level of trust that these employees had for their employers. So this just brings me to our question of the day. What has your experience been like working with ineffective leadership? Go ahead and share your comments. Again, hashtag it experience leadership. I'd love to hear what your experience has been with ineffective leadership. As leaders, we will always be challenged to do the right thing. Somebody, a recent conversation I had with one of my clients told me that with the new vaccine passport criteria here in Alberta, that her moral compass is being challenged. And I thought that is a really good saying. Moral compass tells you when to do true north, when to do the right thing. And we tend to sway off true north when it becomes convenient or when it becomes a challenge to maintain the path. We will always be challenged to 
hoard information and put on a brave face and say we're doing it so we don't cause panic. (laughs) But the truth is, these are pitiful excuses of weak, inferior leaders who care more about their shareholders and themselves and the benefit of those people that they serve. So this is a challenge. It's a challenge to turn around and say, you know, geez, can I park my agenda and be open and transparent? So today, I'd like to share four practices you can adopt to round out your leadership skills so that in today's COVID-19 world, you can create clarity and resilience in your role and help those you serve shine. And we'll get to that right after this. When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Welcome back. We are talking about becoming a more effective leader, trying to eliminate this idea that leadership can be ineffective. And one of the first ways that we do that is that we can leverage our relationships. This is step number one, I think. This is where we bring people together openly and transparently, and we stop building walls. We stop bringing barriers between us and other people. We start bringing people together. This is a perfect time. We're in the middle of a crisis to bring the team together and have the humility that they can help you. One of the ways that we can do this by getting our team together is by starting off by reviewing the vision and mission statement for our organization. If the vision and mission statement starts with the phrase, our mission is to support and give return on investment to our, all our stakeholders, I can tell you you're probably going to be pretty much screwed because your employees will not resonate with that. Hopefully, you have a vision and mission statement that is more defined towards being of service to other people. And once you can review that and sit down with them and say, here's our mission, here's our vision of what we want to achieve, With COVID-19 and all the challenges that we're seeing, from the closures to the reopening to mandates to all the things that are coming through, how can we best live our best life, our best position, and then see what comes out? And you'd be amazed at how people will come out and rally together. And I truly believe that nothing is more powerful than a small group of dedicated individuals to make changes. Review your values. Why do you do what you do? Bring this out in the forefront. You know, this is a perfect time for us, especially if you're a business owner, this is a perfect time to let your team know why did you create this business? What values did you have when you were thinking about putting it all together? Because, you know, you had a picture in your head of what success looked like when you started your business. And COVID 19 has done nothing but throw wrenches into the works. But here you have your team of people who, if you are as passionate as they are, will be able to help define how do we stay on track with our value? What is our true north? And how do we follow suit? Number two, empathy. It's not that difficult. Yes, you have problems. 
And yes, you can tell everybody what your problems is. You don't understand. I have rent to pay. You don't understand. I have taxes to pay. You don't understand. But having empathy and showing understanding of the situation, not only on the company, but on the other people, is a great way to be able to leverage your leadership skill and model what it is to care. And I'll tell you, if you can show that you openly care for other people, that you actively care for the people within your charge, they will turn around and care for you and care for your business. It's imperative that we collect and we share our knowledge. Understanding, having round table with the staff to go through and say, how is this affecting you? What's going on with your family? What's going on with your needs? What's going on in your world? And having an understanding. Now, this is not to go out and make promises, but this is to have empathy and being able to understand what the challenges are among the team. Because, it's again, it's amazing that once this stuff is on the table, some things become really clear. It's important that we understand that your first responsibility is to those in your service. That's the only way that you can be of service. And if you turn around and say, well, you know what? No, it's more important for me to be of service to my customers, not to my employees. I hate to say it, but your customers are your first employees. They're the ones who show up for you every single day. They're the ones who are the forward face of your company to your customers. They're the ones who will turn around and support you when times are tough or they'll shrug their shoulders and say, my boss doesn't care, so why should I? And it's really that simple. So this idea of having empathy for the people that you have, all of a sudden you create clarity. And when you have that level of clarity, solutions become that much easier. I hope this is making sense. And I do personally, I really hope that this is of value to you because I know how difficult it is to have these discussions. And it does, it takes, it takes a level of humility as a leader, as a manager, as a business owner. It takes a level of humility to turn around and say to somebody, I don't have all the answers. I need help. I need you guys to help me. And you know, what's funny is, is we have examples of this all over the place. If you ever watched an episode of Bar Rescue, you know, John Taffer will first rip down the leadership and then he'll get clarity on what the purpose and what the why of the business is. And then he'll go to the employees and say, are you on board? Here's our goal. Here's our objective. Are you willing to play with us? And that's where they turn around and they go, yes, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do this. But ultimately, they're only willing to do this once the leadership turns around and says, I can make a change. But it takes that level of humility. In your experience, if you know someone who could use this information, I'd love it if you could share this with them. Because I go into businesses all too often, and it's like people are not getting it. So I know that you listening to this right now know people who could benefit from this information. Somebody who they need to hear this stuff. It's not that this is brain surgery or this is magical thinking, because it's not. But people do need to hear it, because what we're seeing is we're seeing completely the opposite of what we're doing. We're seeing the ineffective leadership. I'd like to go into number three and number four of this four-step process, and we'll do that right after this. Every day you perform. 
Maybe not on a stage in front of a captive audience. Oh, thank you, thank you. But in your business, whether you know it or not, you are performing. Thinking about your business like you have to go out there and put on a perfect show can help create long-lasting success. And you can find out the secrets how in the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater. Author, speaker, actor, and business coach Mark Hain breaks down how you can craft a solid foundation, rehearse before you ever serve your first customer, and take action to provide an experience worthy of a standing ovation. Mark's experience running casinos, restaurants, and hotels, as well as his time in live theater, has been preparing him to help put the spotlight on your business and give it its time to shine. Order his book, Lights, Camera, Action, today at your favorite online store or directly at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. Hi, welcome back. We are talking about becoming a little bit more effective as leaders, especially in the midst of crisis. We talked about number one and number two. And, you know, so number one was leveraging our relationships, the fact that we are within teams, we do have relationships within our circle. And so to leverage that, and number two was to show empathy for the people who are suffering just as much as you are, if not more. So number three is acknowledge the situation with optimism. As a leader, your first job is to alleviate the stress on others, not create the stress. Yes, you're stressed. Yes, you have rent to pay. Yes, you have expenses. But your job should be to help alleviate the stress of those in your charge. It's really important at this point that we don't bury our heads. You know, we just, not wanting to get political, but in Alberta, we had our premier make a decision for July 1st that we were going to be open for the summer and then he disappeared. He disappeared for so many weeks while things were getting progressively worse and then came back on when we we're back into a full-blown crisis. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to be a politician because I don't think it is. I think you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't every step of the way. And I think when it comes to politics, it's really easy to play the 2020 rule, right? The hindsight is 2020, and play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. But there's some things we expect from our leaders, and that is being a participant. And so Premier Kenny in Alberta disappeared. And this is what I mean by don't bury your head. Don't just disappear and leave people to wonder what the heck is going on or what the next step is. As a leader, people are looking to you for strength, not answers. They're looking for you to be strong. If you're strong and have the humility, they can be there to help you with the answers but they're looking to you to be strong and to have clarity of strength. It's important that you're clear with what you know and to be clear about what you don't know. This is just as important because going to somebody and saying to your staff, you know what, I just, I don't have all the answers, guys. Can we just sit together and try to figure it out? You invite their opinions and trust me, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. Just because somebody gives you an opinion, it doesn't mean you have to accept it. But here's the thing with opinions. No matter how good or how bad the opinion is, every opinion will spark conversation. So wouldn't you be better armed if you had different perspectives, different opinions, regardless if people understood the dynamics of your business, just to get a feeling for what people have to say? And then you, then you can wait and you go, well, you know what? For my business, that's not a good idea, but you made me think of something. 
And that's how opinions work. Opinions are really good for sparking other options as well. And then number four, deliver on the expectations people have of you. When you entered into this partnership of hiring your staff, you entered into a relationship set on expectations. You have expectations for your staff. Your staff have expectations on you. And you have a bunch of unwritten rules, rules that nobody ever said, but are implied because of your role. First and foremost, people want leadership from you if you're the leader, which means that you have to communicate often and clearly. You have to let people know every moment, of every, every time there's a change, you need to communicate often and clearly. And you have to be present. It can't be seagull management. <laughs> seagull management's when you fly in, you poop on everything, you squawk, and then you fly away. That's not going to build that level of relationship that you need in order to get through the crisis. It's important that you listen intentionally and with kindness. Listen intentionally and with kindness. It's about being present. You know, Simon Sinek in his book, Leaders Eat Last, the whole philosophy with that was it's first them, then you. First they eat, then you eat. First you serve them before you serve yourself. What a different philosophy we would have in our workplaces, even in the political system, if that was the case. If our effective leaders made absolutely sure that they serve the interest of their public, they serve the interest of their country, they serve the interest of humanity before they serve their personal interest. We're fraught with all sorts of challenges, all sorts of scandals that come out. But if we serve them first and us last, we minimize those standards. Before we get into our next steps, I really would like to know if this is of value to you. Please, again, go ahead and share this episode using the hashtag experience leadership and let me know what your thoughts are. You know, when it comes down to leadership, it's so easy to get caught up in the old behavior of, you know, it's easier to do it yourself. That mentality. It's my business. Only I can make those decisions. You may even be pressured to keep things under wraps for fear that it'll make you look weak or not viable. I mean, God forbid that other people around you should know that you're suffering, right? The comp I can just, oh, the sharks are going to come in and swoop in and take you while you're down. <laughs> but your primary role is to take care of the people around you, especially during a crisis. I suggest that in order to make these four steps work, you bring your team together, you look at your competitors and brainstorm ideas around what those competitors have missed. Where can you pivot, reinvent, or create new things so that it will give you an advantage in your marketplace? It'll help you stand up. COVID-19, we've seen all sorts of things. We've seen restaurants who all of a sudden became kind of soup kitchens, right? They had all this stock and now they were closed. And it's like, what are we going to do with all this? Well, we might as well cook it up and give it out to the food bank or create a sidewalk cafe for people who can't afford food. We saw them repackage goods and then give them out in community pantries so you could get a bag of flour and you can get eggs and you can get milk. Through the crisis, what opportunities have come up that you and your team can leverage? And again, if you're wearing blinders like a horse does, a horse wears blinders in order to keep getting scared from things that are happening because their peripheral vision is so wide. 
So if you're wearing blinders and you can't see past the front doors of your business, this is where you can tap into your community. Talk to your chamber of commerce. Talk to your professional associations. Talk to your staff. And what experiences do you collectively have that you can pass on to your clients? So it might be that you are just part of a cog in a bigger wheel of being able to serve your community in some form or fashion. The secret to leading during this trying time is to lead. That is, leverage your relationships. Use empathy in order to understand. Acknowledge with optimism and deliver on the expectations your team has of you. That's the L-E-A-D. Leverage the relationships. Have empathy, capital E. Acknowledge with optimism deliver on the expectations your team has of you. Unfortunately, this is all the time that we have for today. I'd love to know what you think about today's episode, so please go ahead and leave me a review. And of course, go ahead and share this episode. My name is Mark Kane. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership make sure you visit markhane.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhanelive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes. Or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.